culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s. And oh boy, has my 20s been full of chaos. If you're not doing so already, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach for really funny Instagram stories, probably of my neighbors, in case you missed it. Um, I have a neighbor with some really big balls, and they are on full display on my Instagram highlights to go check that out. I also have really adorable memes and really cute selfies that I take myself, but I like to pretend that I have an Instagram boyfriend that takes them for me. So go go show me some love. Give me that, um, give me those likes at Just Plain Zach. I'm really excited because today's guest is a fellow podcaster and a fellow blonde boss babe, which I love. She is the host of You Can't Sit With Me, but I'm so excited she let me sit with her today. Please welcome Diana Aspire. 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 Thank you. And by the way, thank you for letting me sit with you. Oh. Because the podcast, actually, You Can't Sit With Me, originated from LA is such a you can't sit with us culture. And I was like, well, fuck you. I don't want to sit with you. You can't sit with me. I love it. Yeah. No, I, I remember I one of my last books was called When Life Hands You Lemons, Throw Them at People. Literally. And some people didn't get it. They're like, that's mean and that sounds like a bullish. I'm like, no, when you are conditioned in Los Angeles, you throw lemons Should at I people. Try go through the hustle culture in LA. Yeah. You don't even throw lemons at them. You'll want to squeeze them in their eyes. There's so many so people. So that their eyes are burning from yeah. the lemon juice. <laughs> there are so many people that come to LA and they're like, oh, I got this. I'm going to make it. And I'm like... Give it a minute, and they're done in six months. I'm when like, it's, like, it's I'm a hustle. Here, I'm gonna make it. You yeah, mean? they're gonna be like, I'm gonna be Angelina Jolie. They come from Des Moines, and they think that they're just gonna, you know, become a celebrity overnight. I'm like, is the Des Moines buckle up? Is the Des Moines thing coming from the Bachelor, the Champagne Gate? You no. don't even know the Bachelor. Oh my but god, I'm crying I saw, that you just I said saw that. it with the pop in because the it face. was her bottle that she brought from Des Moines. Oh my god, and now Des Moines is like the U.S. capital. Oh my God. Because of that episode. Okay. Speaking about balls, balls, I have to say, I have seen the Insta stories of your neighbor. Oh my oh God. Oh boy. This guy has zero shame. Could you get sued for this? I mean, I, I feel like I never show their faces and I don't disclose like where I actually live. So right. I feel like it's kind of, I mean, I might. I mean, let's hope I don't because people love it so much. I don't think that I can because like I said, I don't show their faces. And like, hey, when you're putting your balls out there on a public street in the window, like 
Yeah, no blinds. Also, you've probably no. done this guy a favor because you've basically created him the most twisted oh, yeah. dating profile in the whole entire world. Now like, people are going to be searching for him. People knows people know he has a big package, and I'm telling you, you can't see it on my stories, but he's really hot. No. Like I would be like over there in two seconds. If you put that on your dating profile, people would automatically swipe left. Like he but wanted the attention. You, yeah, because you put it out there. People will be searching for him. They'll be looking oh, yeah. for him. His legs were wide open. Give just zero like fucks. It was zero fucks given. And it's I was like, amazing. Okay. I, I was asking you before, are you kind of like the concierge of your building where you know everything that's going on? And I mean, I feel like I'm, okay, maybe not the concierge, but I feel like I'm the big brother. I feel like you're the concierge. May, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I have so all their, but the thing is they don't come to me with the information. I just look out my window and I can see all, I've seen them have sex. I've seen them fight. Oh my God. There were these neighbors that were like, so like crazy. Oh, there I've the seen concierge. it all. Oh, you, yeah. you, you pick up on it. There was this one woman that's in the, cause now I've had, I have so many neighbor updates that it's broken up into two highlights on my Instagram. But so the, in the first one, which is what started this whole thing, which people became obsessed with is I had this naked neighbor and she was this woman, very attractive big tits and everything and like just gorgeous woman but like she would be like naked and like shaking her boobs in front of her camera so then we came up with this theory that like she must be like a cam girl or like something yeah and like that and then people were like obsessed well, has with a boyfriend. her or ha- well she had many boyfriends that came Ooh, in and out okay so i would see her because she would never close her blinds so she would be like on the couch with the guy there and i'm just like honey we need a little side hustle for her I mean, hey, she's paying that rent. L.A. hustle culture. L.A. hustle you, culture. It really is. I have a situation in my building. It's like a big building with lots of people. Yeah. So much drama, lots of actors, lots of reality people. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about. Mm. Yeah. Well, we have a lot to talk about today. Yes. Um, but before we dive, dive into it, I need you to answer my icebreaker questions. Are you I'm ready? I'm terrible at these, but I listen to your podcast. So I'm <laughs> kind of prepared. Where did you grow up and what part of the world do you currently live in? So I grew up in Geneva, Switzerland. Mm. So I'm actually English. My family's English, but it's a... A small town, but it's not like small town vibes. It's yeah. like, you know, elegant and whatnot, which I'm not. So I left. And uh, so I grew up there, very boring, very tiny, yeah. you know, very privileged kids. And I kind of didn't like that. So I left very young. Now I'm in West Hollywood, Los Angeles. It was a real struggle for me to find parking in downtown oh LA God. because I'm not downtown LA savvy yet. Yeah. But thank it's- you for teaching me that. It's it's crazy in downtown too because it's like I feel like downtown is like the snow globe of Los Angeles because like Los Angeles has all these little pockets and it's this big city yeah. but everything is like its own different it's city. It's secluded, yeah. Like yeah, the beach is so different from the valley and it's I so like different I'm in from New York downtown now. than yeah. Or like and Chicago. So this feels like that because it also has its own little boroughs where like every two blocks which I'm sure you saw as you were driving through downtown like you have like homeless people on one block and then two streets over you have a building like this where you have security guards outside and like to be honest open, with you, you I thought I was going to come here and it was going to be like the hood because yeah. that's, that's what I heard and then I'm like wow downtown LA is cool because I've not really so been many, there are so many pockets I mean trust cool. me you go a couple blocks down that way and you're going to be in the hood but like hood. it's crazy but like now I know like which routes that I go through and how yeah. I get to where I'm going to go no and which streets to, the hood, to stick by the way. to yeah no the great, I grew up in the hood that's where I came from I didn't yeah. come from Switzerland I grew up from no, the so hood I come from Switzerland but I've like worked in the hood yeah. Like I'm, I'm, just, I'm hood savvy. Yeah. Let's put it this way. You have that savviness to you. Which I have I that savviness, but I was very impressed. Like there's so many cool restaurants, cool oh, little yeah. shops and things. So many great places I'm come hang. to eat. Oh my God. I will take you on the tour of all the, like the places to eat and drink and the 
It looks all way that. more New York vibes. Like I'm so sick of it's vegan green juice. Yeah. I know you're all about that, but I'm not. Um, that said, I have a cute tip for you. But yeah, no, it, it look, it, it's great. And I've completely ruined your icebreaker question. No, no, no. Um, okay, number two, what's one word your mother would use to describe you? Sensitive, which people don't know and would never, and that answers another question, but I'll find another answer. Do you think that people, um, do people assume, would you consider yourself introverted and extroverted? And what do people often assume you are? I, I think that's a very hard question because I think everyone has a part of them that's more extroverted. Right. Like I'm not one or the other. Right. I would say that professionally, very extroverted, emotionally, personally, very uh, introverted. Same. I yeah. think, but the crazy thing for me is like when people meet me in person, they think that I'm just like this big ball of personality and energy. And I'm like, just like this big social butterfly. And they don't realize that like a lot of the times, like when I have to go to social events and stuff, like I'm not like, unless I, don't I go have to, social to be events. like, I, it is like pulling teeth for me. I don't go. I used to go my first year in LA and I've completely taken a step back. Yeah. I don't go to social events at all anymore. Unless yeah. it's like, unless a it's a great goodie bag. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the goodie bags. And some <laughs> a goodie bag hole. So I'm thirsty though. for a goodie bag. Let oh me tell God. you. But um, yeah, and a lot of people assume that about me too. They think that I'm just have no emotions because you know I'm yeah. quite sassy. Yeah, that's not a secret. But in my personal life with relationships and family and stuff, very emotional. Also, people assume that I'm this like super glamorous fashionista because I filter all my Instagram photos. <laughs> Lightroom, thank you very much. See, but that's true authenticity on Instagram. I hate people that are like crying on Instagram and it's like in the right lighting them. with like a visco filter. And I'm just like, it's a curated like authenticity. authenticity. Yeah, you but, speak like, about that a lot. Yeah. Which um, drives me crazy. I can't stand it. I can't stand people trying to be too deep on Instagram when it's not a deep platform. Yeah, and people aren't following you for your depth. No, for your depth. Um, so, you know, people assume that about me. But in fact, I never wear makeup. I really tried really hard to put a BB cream for you. And <laughs> I'm always in my PJs. I mean, your face and skin are fucking gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Well, you know and what? your brows I, are perfection remember that yeah. chat but I invest a lot in my skincare that is yeah. that my non-negotiable is my skincare also my hair extensions but I don't have them today so I'm kind of dying inside <laughs> usually I'm never seen without hair extensions oh and I God. literally want to I'm dying a so painful death but uh, yeah people assume that I'm always glammed always this yeah. and I literally live in my boyfriend's clothes oh my god I love it yeah terrible um fun fact what's one thing people would not expect about you that on Instagram, if you follow me on Instagram, I think one thing people would not expect about me that I have to think about this because I feel like I've already kind of answered the question. I have to think of a good one. I think people don't expect me to be like a hustler. Mm. So I think people think I, you know, do podcasts and I yeah. have fun and I do photos and they don't know that behind the scenes, I'm actually very invested in hustle culture, which I hate. I don't believe in hustle culture, but yeah. I have to be a part of it to make ends meet. Yeah, to stay alive. Exactly. Especially with the hustle you need in this town, yeah. So there's a lot of skills I actually have behind the scenes that people would not be aware of because I try to have this like very glam persona yeah. on my socials. No, I love um, it. Created authenticity here. And... Yeah, so I think that's something people don't know about me. And see, hustle respects and recognizes hustle. And that's why I like you is because like I can see that hustle behind the, the Instagram feed. I can like, see right through people when they show up here and they have no hustle. Yeah. I can't I I can't relate to them and I find them quite annoying. Not that I, yeah. I have friends who are like housewives and but yeah. you know, they look after kids and they do I just can't stand like people who just show up and are like, I'm amazing. Yeah. Like I I, I can't. 
No, and I'm also the type of person that's like, look, I don't have too much pride or ego to do what I need to do to pay my bills. Same. Like, you know, I if no, I if I need to get a no part-time ego. job doing something, like I don't have too much, like I will work my ass off to like keep yeah. what I want and the lifestyle that I want, but like I don't have too much pride to do what I need to do and I don't give a shit like about Same. the bullshit with these people. Like are the one that drives me crazy is like these like really pretty, and this is why I like you, is because like you're not one of just those pretty Instagram girls that like that like sleeps with married men to get on yachts like you just like that's not you and there's so many of those girls here in los angeles that are like fucking rich guys just because they're you know want to maintain their their caviar lifestyle on their tuna and fish budget caviar feed yeah it, you know let me give you a t- let me give a tip for people you know who kind of want to have a very curated Insta Insta life, you can do so with Lightroom. You don't need to be on a yacht. Like most of my photos are in my house, just like you don't have an Instagram boyfriend. I do have a boyfriend, but he's not an Instagram boyfriend. (laughs) Um, He lives in Miami, so you know. And you know, you can you can make stuff look very cute by just doing yeah. a cool flat lay. And yeah, those are kind of basic nowadays. But there's so many other ways than having to pack your bags, you know, fuck an ugly guy and get on a yacht. Like, let yeah. me tell you. That's what I think. Yeah, no, I'm done with the pretty blondes that fuck their way to the top. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I fucked my way to the nowhere. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. I fucked the agents and they got me nowhere. <laughs> I'm not it the demographic. It doesn't always work. It doesn't always work, you guys. Yeah. Um, so if you're coming to LA, that should not be part of your strategy. Yes. Do not make this Apply your at tender greens. It's a better strategy. Um, what's your drink of choice? It's a spicy margarita with oh, salt on the rim. Love it. Always. Love it. And if I'm not in skinny? the mood for... No, not skinny. I don't Classic. do skinny shit. Yeah. I don't do skinny anything. I do fat I everything. It. I love it. Yeah. And then... Um, I have another one because I can't do hard alcohol a lot because uh-huh. I'm a lightweight and yeah. it takes me like one margarita to be on the floor basically. Yeah. So I'll do a rosé piscine. I love that. Ooh. Yeah. That's fancy. That's when I want to be Geneva, like going back to my roots. Yeah. But when I want to be like LA, I do like a spicy margarita. I love it. What's your favorite spot to get a margarita? Oh my gosh. That's a good question. Um, Just because I feel like margaritas, especially in LA, are so hit or miss. Petty Cash has good drinks. Mm. Petty Cash has very good drinks. I don't know, actually. I don't have a place that I go to for drinks. I I'm go to so places to be drunk. Margaritas. Yeah. And then we'll see what drinks they have. <laughs> uh, um, okay, last icebreaker. If you had to be reincarnated as a Kardashian, which one would it be? Okay, I'm very unpopular opinion. I would be Kylie Jenner oh my God, because there's a whole strategy and thought process behind it. Mm-hmm. I would be Kylie because obviously she's the richest. She already has yep. a baby. So, you know, cool for her. But also, what I like about Kylie is, yeah, she's not naturally gorgeous like Kendall. Yeah. But Kendall has that now thing to keep up with. She's always going to have to think, I have to be skinny. I have to be young. I have to be this. And the thing with Kylie, and she she doesn't have all those things, but she works around it and she embraces it and she makes it work. Yeah. Whatever she's had, she's made work. The lip injections that she's had, she's turned into a whole business. Yeah. And I'm all about that. I'm not about going to the gym every day killing myself to get a killer bod. Like, I don't want that. I want to find the right clothes for my body type and make the most of what I have, which is what I think Kylie's done. Oh, yeah. And she has a kid and her baby's so cute. No, I love it. And I feel like Kendall is going to, because like her modeling career is only going to last so long. Yeah. And I feel like she's going to hit her like mid thirties and then she's going to like probably do like a lifestyle type of Shane Mitchell. She might have a meltdown. 
She might have a meltdown. You don't know. Whereas Kylie has a clear direction. She yeah. knows how to work around things to make them work to her advantage. And yeah. I like that. Um, I would have said Kim, but I will be 100% honest. I like that Kylie has a baby already. And now that that's out of the way, whoever she ends up with does not really matter. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I always struggle with this because I'm 31 now. And I'm like... Ugh, I'm, I get so picky with people that I date and I've become pickier and pickier with age. Yeah. And I'm like, I wish I just had a kid and now I could just enjoy like, I don't know, being with someone and that's out of the way. Now I'm like, I feel the pressure to have yeah. a child. Yeah, no, I'm at the point where I feel like I will probably within the next maybe five to eight years, whether I have somebody in my life or not, I will definitely have a baby. Yeah. Like I'm willing I'm not saying to be I single. Be a, I'm not saying I want to be a single mom, but yeah. I'm just saying now the choice of partner comes yeah. with that added pressure, yeah. which I try, like, I, it's not really pressure. I don't dating, care, but dating the older it. you get just gets so much it gets like, harder, harder you're because stuck in your ways. you're stuck in your ways. And you're also like, like I was having this car, like there's this guy that I went out with a couple of times and he's really, really nice, but like. If I were 19 and you we were together, we could grow together and we could be. But the thing is, like I, I, every he's great with everything. Like he's emotionally woke and was very respectful and like also wanted to be like very chivalrous and like was cute and all of that stuff that like. But he had no goals, no ambition, no drive, still lived in the neighborhood that I grew up in and like still lived at home. He was a little older than me, but I'm just like, you have no ambition or direction like I asked him like so what do you want to do like with your life or your career like I know that's a big question for a lot of people but I'd like love to have those conversations early on because I'm also looking for compatibility and if you want to move to Des Moines and like have a cow farm like we're not going to be together in 10 years and like peace I'll stay here in LA there's a lot more boxes to tick when you get older which it doesn't mean that you're like doomed and that you're going to be single forever it just means that the right person for you is not just going to be the guy in your dorms at college that you thought was really hot and that you can just like mold into the perfect boyfriend. It's going to have to take like going on a lot of shitty dates to actually find someone who's very compatible with you. It sucks. Yeah. Because we don't have that kind of time when we're older. No, it's like the hard thing. And some people think this is a cynical approach, but like, I think that like the older you get, the more love is just not enough. Like when you're 19 and you love somebody, you're willing to make it work and mold your lives together. But when you're 20, 30. It's not enough. I will tell you, I don't care. Call me shallow. Sue me. I don't care. Love's not enough. A hundred percent. You know, it's sad, but like, it's the reality that you kind of have to face. And like, and I'm not saying love's not enough. I need like money. Like we're not not having that conversation, but compatibility and like, you know, something that I've been, you know, more aware of with old age, because I'm so fucking old, (laughs) cry me a river, (laughs) I'm (laughs) menopause at this point, um, is for example, something I've never noticed before was like manners, especially because I'm a European in the U S and kill me, sue me. I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm here to give it to you real. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people lack manners, I noticed oh, yeah. in LA. It's actually something that really bugs me. And I've become more aware of it as I've gotten older. And you introduced me to the perfect guy with the perfect job, the perfect hairstyle, the perfect body. The lack of manners will be like a deal breaker for me. Yeah. So He's a dick to the waiter. Yeah. So, you know, love's not enough. Love's not enough. Like there are so many other things that 
build up what is going to make a lasting, sustainable relationship. Yeah. And I'm not saying that in a shallow way, no, by the way. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm just saying like, if I'm constantly, like if a door is constantly yeah. shut in my face and like someone can't politely speak to my parents or it, it's going to make that whole family situation complicated for me. Yeah. And I don't want that. I want just a nice, easy, smooth relationship. Yeah. And that means having higher standards. Sorry. I agree. And somebody that like, look, when you are such as you are a strong, independent person on your own, you need somebody that can match that. Yeah. Or like I can look up to, yeah. they don't need to match it, you know, specifically like professionally or whatever, but right. I need to be able to look up to the person they need to I'm be dating. as strong and independent as you are in their own way. Yeah. In their own way. Because the way that I think about it, I, I, we all lack confidence. Like yeah. I have a, like a huge confidence issues if I'm honest, but I also know that I'm a high value person, you know, that I'm intelligent and that, you know, I'm ambitious and that I'm caring. And if I don't value the person I'm dating higher than I value myself, I'm just not going to be into them. Yeah. I need somebody that can really stimulate me intellectually and can be somebody that can teach me and help me grow. Yeah. Cause like, look, I'm look, I have no shame in saying I'm a self-improvement junkie. I read all the books. I follow all the gurus and like I don't take it all at I take it for face value and I take everything with a grain of salt but I'm always constantly looking to grow but and you're improve. willing to try as yeah. well yeah I'm always willing to try and put myself in uncomfortable situations and and I think that's why I get a lot of the shit that I get because I'm so willing to just put myself out there um but it's built for some really thick skin that handles some really strong bleach on my fucking scalp yeah um, same but, here and yeah. extensions yeah you know but no completely agree on that you know just find someone in your 20s. I mean, that's an easier easier said than done. Stay in a small town. Get married to your old high school sweetheart. Yeah. Make the, babies. The thing, especially, just enjoy. Especially in LA, like there's yeah. so much competition that like everybody always thinks that like if this guy doesn't check all the boxes, I'll find another guy that will. Do you know without what? Without willing to start and like grow with somebody. I don't think there's any competition at all in LA. Really? I just meet people and I'm like, ugh. Really? Yeah. yeah. I just, I know that I will not end up with someone from LA. I mean- I would love to end up with somebody from New York. Those are the guys that I just like will fall head over heels for. Really? I don't know what it is about New York guys. The self-absorbed. I've dated every, everyone in the universe and I'm better than you. And, you know, when like 30 years down the line, when you're old and saggy, I might find a young girlfriend. I don't know. <laughs> See, I, I but that's, those are my daddy issues working themselves out. See, I have, I, I, I need to stop having, I need to stop judging without knowing. That's something I need to do for self-improvement. I think what I appreciate about New York guys is they're straight shooters. Whereas LA guys are so like they, you know, have a really nice car, but they use it to drive their Uber and they postmates because they don't want to admit they don't have a real job. Yeah, that fucking it's, bugs it's me. It's the too. facade and it's fake. Yeah. LA has so much more superficial and there's so but many more smokes facade, and mirrors. Sure. Yeah, I mean as a do professional I. Yeah. Facade. yeah, as do I. But I think it's just at some point you want to meet other people that can let the veil down and like just be real yeah and know that like we both live in this town and it is very superficial and like look this is just what it is we you know but is la the like was everyone superficial everywhere i feel like they are but i feel like it's extra in los angeles because of the reason everybody comes here everyone comes here because they want to become famous everybody comes here because they want their name and their image out there you know so there's yeah. a little bit there's a little bit more of a narcissism um, there is and, and so what much it is, narcissism. Is it, it's entitlement because what it is is you have all these people. They from come here because Ohio. they think they have the X factor. Yeah, because in Des Moines, Iowa, yeah. they had the X factor they and they shit. were the shit yeah. of their town. And then they come here and realize there are fifty other people on the same block. Let me break it 
to you, aspiring Angelinos, there is no such thing as an X Factor. No. The X Factor is the work work that you put in. Yeah. Yeah. That's the fucking X Factor. It's like that TV show, The X Factor. The best person that won the fucking TV show is not the raw talent. It's the the fucking professional. You can't sing in front of Simon Cowell and not have your voice fuck up if you're not a professional. Yeah. Like, come on. It's about what you're willing to bring to the... It doesn't have to do solely based on talent. We're breaking so many hopes and dreams on this podcast. I love it. I mean, we're keeping it real and no filter. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Okay. Should we talk about some news? Yeah, we should. Okay. Um, Should we talk about Netflix news or Bravo news? Um, Ooh, I don't know. I'm a fan of both. Let's start with Bravo because I feel like everybody loves Bravo stuff. Everyone's obsessed with Bravo. you've kept up with... I'm assuming you've kept up with the Brandy Denise drama. So I've seen it, but I haven't looked too much into it because I was like, these two look like such fucking train wrecks, despite the fact that I love Denise, that I'm like, I'm not surprised that anything would come out. And even if there are rumors, like they just would not shock me. Yeah. I look into something when I think there's going to be a shock factor. Yeah. Do you think that this will actually provide a good storyline for this new season? So what is the actual storyline? Okay, so... I mean, this is what happens at the end of the season, which is why filming was extended. But so basically... um, They had a thing. They had an ongoing hookup affair. Okay. And so according to Brandy, it was an ongoing thing. According to Denise, it never happened. Brandy said that um, Denise told her that her relationship and now marriage was open and that her husband Aaron knew about this and allowed her to do this. Apparently that wasn't the case. And Aaron had no idea that she was ever hooking up with Brandy and they apparently don't have an open marriage or open relationship at all. And so now Denise is like denying it strong. And Brandy is saying that she has text messages and receipts and all of this stuff that prove that they really did have an ongoing affair. Okay. Who do you think is lying? I think Denise is lying. I think Denise has more to lose. I think she has more to lose. Yeah. That's because Brandy's like all her most craziest fuck ups are already out there. That, and see, the, the thing is people's argument when it comes to taking Denise's side is they're like, well, look at the source. Look at Brandy. And I was like, but Brandy doesn't have a track record. She doesn't have anything lying. to lose. She doesn't have anything to lose. She doesn't have a track record of lying. And then just this week, Sutton, who's one of the newest housewives this season, she came out and said that before Sutton even signed on to do Beverly Hills, before Brandy even agreed to come back on the show that Brandy and Sutton, who are friends, Brandy told Sutton about her affair with Denise like well in advance to them even starting to film the new season. Right. Well, if, honestly, if you asked me who would you trust, Brandy or Denise, I would obviously trust Denise. Do you know what I mean? But in that situation, and, you know, I think it's very hard to hide secrets in yeah. Hollywood, especially when you're in the public eye. Or on a reality show. On, on a rea- In the reality, yeah, the reality TV world. I would say I would trust the person that has less to lose because regardless of being on the show or not, Brandy will be fine, let's yeah. face it. Um, will Denise be fine following this? No, she has a husband. She has a bunch of kids. The thing is, and I felt she like has her actress, you know, career, career yeah. on the line, whereas Brandy does not have that. So Brandy makes her money by literally having shit like that happen. Yeah. Is she thirsty for more? Maybe. But to that extent where she could ruin someone's family? Probably not. So right. I... This is what I think, but I don't know much about and the story. From, and we haven't seen any of the footage come out, but from what I've gathered together, it was about um, like Brandy had told Lisa Rinna about it, and Lisa Rinna is the one that brought it up on the show. 
and confronted Denise about it. So wow. it's not like Brandy what a terrible did friend. this. I thought they were a good friend. I'm disappointed in Lisa. Well, Renner. apparently in this new season, Denise has really bad beef with all of them because she was allegedly talking smack behind their back. And like, it's apparently all going to unfold this season. But so she the was catalyst, like the good one the last she season. She was. I liked so her. The catalyst was on their trip to Rome is where all these affair allegations, which is the cast trip at the end of the season. That's where all the affair allegations came Do you know what out. I've learned about you know, housewives and groups of girls, which is something that I've personally learned the hard way as well back at university. Cause you know, I'm from Geneva. I was never involved in like groups of girlfriends yeah, yeah. until I went to university. Whereas all the girls from London that I went to university with had already experienced that. So as a newcomer, I get there and you think that being surrounded by these groups of bitches, you have to please everyone. Yep. And the problem is when you come in as the nice guy and you try to please everyone, that's when shit happens yep. because you hear everyone's stories. You, you g- somehow get sucked into it, even if you're trying not to. And then what happens is, you know, everyone's shit. Everyone's friends with you, but everyone kind of doesn't like you because you're friends with everyone. I don't know yeah. how things unfold, but by trying to be the nice guy, it, it, it always just backfires. I feel like, whereas when you come in as like, this is no who I am, yeah. fuck you. That's when people don't fuck with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how to explain it properly, but this is my, um, this is my theory. Well, I'm now that Sutton has come out and actually confirmed that these rumors were happening before the show even started filming leads me to believe like further confirm that Brandy's telling the truth. Um, right. Vanderpump rules, new season, yay or nay. <sighs> It's sad because I know some people on the show and I'm very proud of them for being on TV and stuff, but I have to say nay. I think Summer House is the show that I- Oh, I love Summer House. It's the best show. It's it's gonna be the new Vanderpump Rules. I've interviewed like every cast member of the show. Love them. They are so fun. The the thing that I, there's like an insincere thing about Vanderpump Rules nowadays, I feel like. It just, it was so interesting to watch these waiters rip each other apart. And now it's like kind of a new Kardashian where we don't get the real authentic story. Um, They say they're not waiters anymore and stuff, but it's just, I want to relate to these people. And at this point, I just don't want to see how Stassi gets a book deal out of not being an author at all and a top charting podcast from not being a host at all. Whereas Summer House... This is what, this is how we live. Like we have jobs that we fucking hate. We yeah. hustle. And then on holiday and on we the weekend, live it up. we live it up. And that's what they're doing. And I want to see the messiness. And I just think that's become a better show in my opinion. Who do you like the most on Summer House? Right Kyle. Now? Kyle. I, he's so fucking funny. He is like, funny. If is I funny. had a party and I could have any celebrity come and celebrate, I would pick Kyle. Yeah. He's so fucking fun. He has so many ideas. He's always down to make fun of himself. He's not just the typical, I'm so good looking and everyone yeah. look at me. He's funny. He doesn't he's take funny. it seriously. Yeah. I like Kyle. Yeah. He's been on my show. He's great. I, yeah. He's super fun. I've um, been, yeah. I've been wanting to get him on this show. I've had a couple of the others on. I'll CCU. Oh, yay. If you want. I so know. Nice. I would love that. Um, he's, um, what was I going to say? Vanderpump Rules is a, is a real letdown for me this season. I feel because like... Because it's not the show that it was. It's not the and show that it was. And they keep trying to sell it to us and they brought in new people, I think, to repackage it. And it's like, it's not, it's lost its, its glimmer. But do you know what I think where they went wrong with the new people? So I'm kind of biased because I love Dana. Mm-hmm. I uh, love Dana on the show. And, and I know her and I think she's li- a beautiful human. But 
you know, Dana's someone that they brought in. She's a little bit older than the other new cast members. And she's actually friends with the older cast members. And I think this was the way mm. because the fact that the old cast the members are, are all famous. and yeah. But she's still a waitress, but she's still friends with them. And it kind of shows how their relationships are put together that way. That's something I want to watch. Yeah, I but don't, like don't want to see the young Sheena interaction with them. I don't want to see a girl who doesn't eat pasta, who can't even oh, have I a, can't stand her. I can't she can't even have a real conversation with anyone. No. So she's not adding anything to the table. I want things to get deep, dark and twisted and the way to do that is to bring new cast members that are the same age, the same level of, you know, intellect that can really spice shit up. Like Dana, I'm sorry. I like Dana. I'm not I don't like the two new guys that they brought. I don't like the the way that they introduced the two new guys because it just makes them feel really douchey where I think that it, they could have probably done it in a way that didn't make them feel so, I don't know. It's just, I don't love the new integration. I don't love how they integrated the new cast. And I don't know I, how it, either. It's all like whatever. And there are just too many storylines to follow this season that it just feels... Too many different age groups and story like Jax is 40 he's basically yeah. older than Teddy Mellencamp so is um what's her name Kristen like her behavior this season um she's acting like she's 22 in her relationships and it's just I mean I think I love Kristen crazy. she's one of my favorites to be honest with I you. love Kristen she's coming on this ooh, I shouldn't say that. she's coming okay. on the show she'll be on this show next week but um, she's great I love yeah, her I'm you can see me with her I'm ta- yeah I would love to <laughs> I'm taping with her later this week um She's awesome. But yeah, I actually think she's one of my favorites. But so yeah, I think Nay, just because I used to be on th- on the edge of my seat yeah. at the end of every episode. And now, and now I'm just I'm, not. Yeah. It's Summer more House. like background. Summer House I fucking love. I'm like, what the fuck is going to happen with Carl and Lindsay? Like, I want to oh, know. I know. I like, I would fuck Carl in two seconds. I met, uh, so he's come on my show. I've met him. I love Carl. And let me tell you something. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but. Um, say it. Should I say it? Say it. Ugh, it really sucks because he came on my show uh-huh. and he was so fucking cool yeah. and so fucking fun and so down to share yeah. everything. And then I met him at Sheena's birthday and first of all, so fucking tall. I, I, I so tall. He came out of a car and I expected to look down and then my, my neck went all the way up and I was like, holy shit, you're a giraffe. And he's literally really tall. But He's kind of douchey and it kind of ruined him for me because I thought that he was a fuckboy for sure. Yeah. But I thought he was a cool fuckboy like Kyle. And when I met him, he he just seemed a little douchey to me and it just ruined it. And I'm, it sucked. Yeah. He's been on this show a few times. He's the one that keeps coming back and I'd love having him on and I would totally hit it and quit it. Cause like he's not he's not the boy he's not boyfriend material. He's 100% not boyfriend material. And he doesn't know what he wants. Which no. I think he's a little too old to be in that like bachelor. I don't know what I want yet. I'm still figuring myself out. I'm like, yeah, you're not is. 22 at USC anymore. And I think he thinks he's more amazing than he is. Yeah. I like a humble person. And one thing that I did not like is I thought he wasn't as humble as you see on Summer House. Yeah. Um, maybe it was because he was drunk. Like it was a party situation. So I can't, ugh, I love to bitch about these, but I don't want to bitch about him because I do think he's a really nice guy. But I like a, a more humble bro. Is there anybody on Summer House or Vanderpump that you think you could see yourself like being in a relationship with? I know you're in a relationship now, but like. No, no, like a whole pass. Absolutely not. Really? Absolutely not. There is nobody that I would date on either of those shows. And I would tell you honestly, 
Why? Who could you? Who would you? I don't think so either. I Can think I, I would annoying fuck. and make noise. My tummy yeah, yeah, is rumbling. No, no, go eat. Um, I think for me, like I don't know if there's any of them that I could actually see myself being in a relationship with. I think Carl's the only one that I'd be like, I would hit it for a weekend. Other than that, swipe left. He's too tall for me. It would give. It would hurt my neck. That's. I want somebody that I can climb. I want somebody that can throw me against the wall. No, a little. I like to talk about my boyfriend's really tall. Um, Carl is just abnormally tall, and it would really be a situation. How tall are you? Five two or five three. Ah, oh. I'm short. I'm five seven. No, you're a good height. Thank you. My boyfriend is six two. Oh wow! See, I like that. I like the six one no, six I two. I love that because I feel protected. And yeah. So cuddly, and I love that. Oh, I hate talking about my boyfriend on podcasts. It's so annoying. <laughs> you know, like Stassi, like bow, 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 everything. I hate yeah, yeah. to do that. But I love that. I think Carl was even bigger than that. Eesh. I think he's really tall. I think he's like six five. That's what I think he is. Yeah. And you know, for me, my boyfriend is great. I wear heels, and I feel super cute and sexy. With Carl, I'd wear heels, and I'd still be like breaking my neck trying to kiss him. Yeah. It's too much. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> he needs a taller girl. For OC, are yeah. you happy with the cash shakeup? Or were you all Trace Amigas? I was Trace Amigas. Yeah. What are you? Um. See, I was a late adopter of OC. This was Same. actually the first season I really watched Yeah, I through. started two seasons ago. So I didn't get the real... So I only got Vicky as a friend. I didn't get the real Trace Amigas experience that other people I'm sure really had and got to build that appreciation because people either love the Trace Amigas or they hate them. Um, but I'm curious to see what they're going to do with this new season because... So apparently... So Bronwyn is definitely back and Kelly Dodd is definitely back. She's carrying the whole show now, basically. Kelly? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew they were going to bring back Bronwyn. I, I don't know why. I just, because I've always Because her life had, is so fucking crazy. Can you see that? Like when you're watching these shows, can you see the mechanics behind it and how the casting came into it? Like, I just feel like I have such a producer brain that I see, like immediately I was like, if they fire people, they're definitely bringing back Bronwyn and most likely bringing back Kelly Dodd. I always, it's so annoying because it kind of ruins it for me that I always have my producer brain on yeah. when I watch anything now, yeah. especially when I recap shows. It ruins it for me because I like to be a you naive see, yeah. consumer of everything. Yeah. And I am for like Netflix shows because I don't have a producer pers a perspective on like scripted stuff Right, as right, much, right, right, right. Because um, I'm very unscripted in everything I do. <laughs> but yeah, I just see how, you know, Ke Ke um, Vicky and Tamara, they're all so fun to watch. Yeah. But there's an aspect that you don't see you know, as a, as a viewer of the show is that they are the highest paid ones. Mm -hmm. And are they actually bringing no. that much drama for the price that they're now being paid? Probably not. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I have some, I'll tell you after. Oh no, tape. tell me now. I can't, well, it's no filter. Okay. So I had some, oh fuck. I hope I don't get in trouble for this. But <laughs> so I had, and you may have even known this, that like they redid the Vanderpump contracts this season to where there's a new model with how they're paying the cast members and it's based off of how the, much time you see them mm -hmm, it's per scene and not salary which i think is way smarter for bravo because you have these ogs that come on the show like who's a perfect example um there are i feel like probably maybe on beverly hills there are some that like um get paid a lot because they've been around for so long, but they, but don't, they don't bring, bring anything, anything to, the to the table. They just kind so, of take a back seat and collect their paycheck. Yeah, they sit and sip on the margarita and they don't bring any drama, so they get paid more, but they do less. Yeah. And yeah, I heard that too. I'm, I spoke about it on my podcast. Sorry, sue me. <laughs> okay. 
No, but do you know what I mean? At some yeah. point, someone's going to have to talk about it on yeah. a podcast. And your podcast is called No Filter. Yeah. So, um, yes, I heard that um, from actually Grant, Grant Rutter, Grant Rantz. Oh, Grant. Yeah. I He's, didn't know you knew Grant. Yeah, I love him. He was just on my show a couple of weeks ago. Oh, my God. We all know each other. This is like the podcast yeah. space. I like Grant because here the thing is with very other podcasts, very smart, and he's also just like a real person. Like he's, he's a producer, and yes. he's informed, and he yes. knows his shit. I don't always know the stuff that I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> same. Yeah. I, I know how to fake it. I know how to fake it. I faked enough orgasms to know how to fake it. Fake um, it, <laughs> even if you've made it. Yeah. <laughs> There are so many of these guys that come in and it's just, it's bitchy and it's competitive and it's just like, everybody's I mean, I out speak for about themselves. This, I speak about this on every fucking podcast and yeah. forgive me for speaking about this again. And yes, am I bitter and jealous? Yes, yeah, sorry. Like I'm human. Yeah. But it's so annoying that all these reality stars now have a podcast. Like I'm happy for them. I love that they can monetize based off of their platform, but like... And you know what? To be honest, Stassi's podcast is great. I listen to it. She's a good host. I think she's relatable. She's super watchable. She's yeah. fun to listen to. But some of them, their podcasts, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Sheena like, is not a good podcast host. I like Sheena. <laughs> I don't think her... Well, I think the hard thing is it's like... Well, I think we come from a different world because we're actually hosts that we know... Yeah. But, it's, but it sounds bitter and jealous, but it's it just sucks because it's never the skilled people that, you know, will get that more really, recognition, yeah. which sucks. And I'm not bitter. I mean, I say I'm bitter, but I'm not actually bitter about yeah. it. But the podcasting world is becoming such a saturated space. And it's just sad to see people start shows. They'll do four episodes. They'll give up after four episodes. Yep. And then it, it's, it just becomes like a trap. A space filled with trash, a bit like Instagram, like how every people who are interested in chairs will do like a chair Instagram yeah. account. And it's like, I get it, but I just wish there wasn't as much to consume because it yeah. just makes it harder to pick what you want to listen to. And then me as a podcaster, I used to do 40 minute interviews. Now I try to keep them down to 20 minutes because I know there's 50 other shows like mine. I'm trying to yeah. be respectful of people's time and it affects yeah. my workflow. I never do an episode over an hour. Yeah. Like the most I do is 45 minutes. But you know what I mean? It affects your workflow because then you have to go back and re-edit and yeah. cut stuff before it could just be like a very raw, organic conversation. Yep. So I, I'm, I'm getting a little bit fed up at the whole like anyone who has a voice and can buy a fucking microphone will have a podcast. Yeah. It just, it dilutes the market. And it then does. you have so it many dilute, of these. That's a good word. It has so many of these like cheap podcasters that are just filling the space because they think it's what they should do or they think it's what they have to do. And they're not passionate about it. They're not talented at it. Like yeah. if you're a blogger, then stay blog like stay blogging and build your no, business no, there. Or if and, you're like, a blogger and you have something to say, like skinny yeah. confidential, please love, be my guest. Love Lauren. Yes. Be my guest. Do you know what I mean? But what I was gonna say is I love that we have, I feel, like a little network yeah. of entertainment pop culture podcasters like you like grant there's a bunch of other ones and like i invited grant on my show because i was a fan of his i was yeah. like i respect your work like i would love to have you on my show he i think i harassed smart. him more than i harassed probably reality tv people to come on my podcast no he is so fucking smart He's and so he has cool. a great show yeah i love him and so same with you i was like oh, oh my gosh i heard you. you on tk's oh i love, love TK. tk love tk i was just with her last weekend for some event uh, the okasis event they're a great podcast. You should listen to them. Okay. They, they recommended me this bar. We're, we're going on so many tangents, but I'm just saying, I love that the space that we're in is super collaborative. Yeah. Um, because it keeps me motivated. It keeps me encouraged. Like after this podcast, I'm going to be so pumped to be doing more because this yeah. is like the real shit. I agree. 
I love it. I'm going on so many different tangents. I'm sorry for being the worst guest ever. No, you're not. I like, and I don't know if you're the same way. I like when you can have like a conversation versus following. answers questions. Yeah, the answer is the specific question and we have to stick to the bullet points. And like, to me, like it just doesn't, it's not as fun. Not unless, and sometimes I'll break things down into segments where I'm like, I just want a clear, direct answer so we can get through these and like get the answers. But like, I love to also have the tangent conversations too. Tangents are everything. What's your favorite emoji? My favorite emoji, um, or the oh, one you the, use the, the most. devil, not the devil one, the the crazy ass red face that looks like a. Oh my gosh! I'm I was gonna say the devil one, the horny face. No. It's like the evil devil. No, this one. Is that Look. devious? Oh, that that like cra- that crazy red devil face. Okay, yeah. okay, the crazy. But not the actual devil. It's like a. A crazy. I'm it's like a lion, sort of. I don't know what. That I think is. it's those kinds it's of like things that people used to put outside to scare the birds away. Yeah. That, but in a devil. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you can find that emoji, leave it in a review right now and let me know that you love Diana because she's the best, isn't she? The best. Yes, yeah, she's the best. You're so the leave best. us a review. Five stars only because you love. Two and a half for me and two and a half for her. Literally though. <laughs> Literally though. <laughs> Okay, let's talk some Netflix because I know you're obsessed with a lot of the same shows. Oh so I was just talking about The Circle, which I fucking love. And I'm trying to get episode. Joey Sasso on on this show. I've been trying to get him too. He hasn't replied. I, he has a manager that yeah, I'll connect. Yeah, she's not replied. Oh, I have. Okay. Maybe I, well, I have another contact that has been replying. We've just been waiting to confirm on time. May I be LA thirsty and ask you yeah. to hook me up well, if that's okay? I'll CC not, you. Okay. Yeah. I, We're going to make a lot of intros. I'm all about everyone. Yes, I love it. Um. Okay, the circle, the circle was so good. I didn't like it. You didn't like it. No. Why? I didn't like it at first. I just, I just thought oh, it was boring. Yeah. I, I thought it was boring to watch them sit in the room. And then I just started to love Joey. He's my favorite. I, I love Joey. I wanted him to win from the beginning. Me too. He's He was real. He was funny. He played the game, but he was also himself. I, I felt like everyone had an angle except for him. Yeah. Uh, I just wish that they were more social interactions in person i don't know how they could have worked that yeah. out in the show but i just wish we could have seen the, the best part of the show was when joey kissed um miranda. oh yes miranda and th- because that's what we want to watch the show for so i just felt like it was a bit too long of them not ever interacting with each yeah. other in person I, I agree with that yeah. um what did you think of in of the goop lab so I watched the first episode and it really bugs me. Are you a big Goop fan or you are so anti Goop? We spoke about Goop. Oh, yes, 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 yes. We spoke about Goop. I'm not a huge Goop fan. Just like I'm a fan of just looking out of curiosity. But yeah. am I like purchasing the stuff? No. Yeah. Um, what I didn't like about the Goop Lab is that it was kind of her audience. We spoke, we spoke about it with Grant, actually. Yeah. Her audience is very like privileged, rich housewife from, you know, Brentwood. Brentwood. That's exactly what Grant said. You guys are on the same page. Yeah. And the show to me is trying to rationalize the vagina candle and the the scandalous, like I'm paying $5,000 for an embellished phone case or whatever. And like that shit doesn't need to be rationalized. If you want to be that bitch, you go be that bitch yeah. and you embrace it. But don't make me think that your vagina candle was female empowerment for vagina shaming. Yeah. You did it for marketing. Yeah. And that really fucking bugs me. Okay. That's see, what I think about it. Okay. Here's my argument. Because okay. I am like 80% that goop bitch. Uh, <laughs> I'm just not that. the housewife that, that is in Brentwood. I, I have invest. I have a loft in downtown. No, um, I invest. Yeah. But don't rationalize no, it with I agree. like female empowerment. What Be I love, part of a cause. See, what I love... I, I hear you on the whole marketing side and I completely yeah. agree with you. But what I like about Goop is that they are pushing the boundary of what 
was normally considered the norm to treat illnesses. Do they do not it necessarily, on the website? Not necessarily on the show. Or like, I think uh, just overall as a brand, they've really pushed the boundary, asked the questions, they bring forward. I think they've really opened up a bigger conversation about functional health and functional medicine, which I love because I feel like there's a big gap between the traditional and the functional and like they're helping to bridge that. Yeah. Um, And I like that all of their content is free. You don't have to sign up for anything to get any of their articles or videos. Like it's all out there. Right. Um, I don't love that like their conferences are so wildly expensive. I've been to two of them and it's like five grand to get in. Crazy. Okay. Um, so I think that there is a little bit of a pretentious vibe, which I kind of appreciate because I'm a little I don't pretentious mind a myself. Pretentious vibe. Um, but I think for me, what I love but about the brand is don't try to rationalize it and make everyone love you for it. I agree. If you're going to be a pretentious bitch, people Own are going to hate you yeah. and people are not going to understand you and that's fine, yep. but don't try and make it about inclusion and female empowerment and like I'm trying to help people by showing them that by taking shrooms or psychedelics like it's gonna magically solve your problems right it just that aspect really bugs me I agree but I also but you're a sucker for it and I know it I I. I, I am a bit of a sucker for it but I also what I like is that like it opens up our scope to be like oh well maybe there is something to magic mushrooms like maybe there is now that there are studies going on and we're like looking at them yeah now that we're looking at microdosing and like we're seeing that this is something that we should look into I think it's pushing the conversation forward and what I respect about Gwyneth is that she is taking the shit for it I I like that I do like that it makes us more open-minded to all those things but was that what Goop was created for in the beginning in her kitchen when she tried to sell like overly expensive stuff? No, yeah. she's trying to rationalize it. So I agree. I hear you. I, I agree with you. I like pushing the boundaries. I'm all for it. But don't be a hypocrite about it. You want to sell expensive shit to rich people? You do that. Own it, yeah. Yeah, own it. But she owns it. She yeah. does own it. And I did think that Goop Lab was very entertaining to watch. <laughs> they did it in a fun way. Um, what other shows are you currently upset? Did you see any of the T Swift or Bieber documentaries? So I watched some of the Bieber documentary, but then I didn't pay for the subscription, so I couldn't oh. watch all the episodes. Were you into it? Um, I'm a fan of Justin Bieber's actually. Okay. Um, there's a whole reason behind it, but we don't have yummy, time. Yummy, yummy. That song sucks. But <laughs> <laughs> that's all he says in the whole song. It's like, so yummy, catchy and annoying. It's, but that song is really terrible. Probably some of his worst work. Yeah. But it's catchy. Whatever. It has it has something to it. Um. I love Justin Bieber purely because he is fucking talented. I'm sorry. Yeah. He may not be a diva singer of the world, but plays instruments, dances, and whatever drama he's been involved with has never been about shading other people on social media, which isn't the same for Taylor Swift. And look, who, look and, at and his it, age. He's like, some people give him so much shit for being a kid. He's He's great. And you know what? You don't get to where he was in life by not you know, shading other people and yeah. like by being a terrible, unpleasant worker, he's obviously someone that is easy to work with that, you know, put, puts in the work and that shows up and does the things. And yeah. I see that of him. Whereas with Taylor, I see a little bit more manipulative vibes and even the whole show, I know it gives you empathy, yeah. but it was a strategic way to say, I'm so distraught by the Kanye thing. And yeah. like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Kanye 
was a dick to you, but I'm sorry that it made you a new level of famous. Yeah. Like, I'm terribly sorry. I get shamed so many times and it doesn't make me famous and it just makes me feel like shit. Yeah. No, I, I hear that. I think if anything, I found Taylor Swift annoying before watching the, her documentary. Yeah. Did you see it? I saw some parts of it and then I literally was like, if I keep watching this, I'm going to end up liking her. And I don't like the fact that she shades people on her social media. Yeah. Or the fact that she does that to get her audience to attack them. Yeah. That for me is, is what I don't like. And I found yeah. her annoying before the, the documentary and I watched the whole thing and I liked her and had a little bit more respect for her afterwards. I yeah. actually liked the documentary. It's but better at the same than Justin's time, documentary for okay. sure. And then I haven't seen Justin's yet, but I definitely it's did see. It's very surface and short and like not that much depth. Yeah. But I definitely think it was, there was part of a strategy involved in the documentary to change her image for what she it's taylor swift there's yeah. always a strategy how do you think someone gets to the point where you are the most successful pop singer when you are not a good singer not a good dancer and people say she's an incredible songwriter i personally don't know because i don't i can't judge that because i'm not in the studio with her yeah but she's a mediocre performer yeah how does she get to fill arenas and be the most successful a strategy. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. And yes, I salute her for her success and for her talent, but there's more talented people out there and they're not at her level. And so I put it all down to strategy. I'm very sorry. Unpopular opinion. I'm going to get so much hate from all the Swifties. No, I love it because I, trust me, I get all the hate every week because I have these unpopular opinions. And I, I mean, I'm used to it at this point. I like me when too. they, I like when they fight with me on Twitter. I like it too. Because then I, I, I get drunk and then I fight with them back on Twitter. I've been caught, I've been caught in so many of those. That's it's, you know, I've gotten tweets saying you're all for female empowerment, but you're not empowering Taylor Swift. It, that doesn't mean I'm gonna empower yeah. every fucking female. Like I'm not gonna be slutty with female. And empowerment. Taylor Swift isn't really about female empowerment. Like she's let's be real. She's about Swift Taylor Swift yeah. empowerment. Yeah, she's about Taylor Swift empowerment. Let's be real. Let's be real. All right. Where can they listen to your podcast? Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. You can listen to me on the You Can't Sit With Me podcast. Yes. Give me a little review, please. Can I be thirsty for a second? Be because thirsty I'm, as I'm not want. a reality TV star. It's the week of Valentine's. We can be thirsty. Let's be Valentine's level thirsty. Yes. And on Instagram at Deanna Espier. That's D-I-A-N-A-E-S-P-I-R. And also, if you enjoy this episode, leave Zach a review. Mm -hmm. Go follow his Instagram, obviously, because that is his show. And I've taken yes. over and I want you to guys to leave my review. Yes. Sorry, I just lost my train of thought, but yeah. I love it. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Fields with Zach Peter. Thank you for being on the show. You're such a delight. I love you so much. Everybody needs to listen to your podcast. You can't sit with me. Leave her a five-star review because I love that um, she let me sit with her today because she's like just, she has such a badass hustle and she's a blonde and I love, I, I think blondes definitely have more fun and I had so much fun with her today. So leave me a review. Leave her a review. Follow her on the IG. Follow me on the IG because I've got lots of really funny neighbors that get naked and I share them on my Instagram and hopefully I don't get sued one day <laughs> thank you for that um thank you guys for listening don't forget to listen to the new season of hashtag adulting which comes back this tuesday we've got all new episodes for an all new awesome season that you're not going to want to miss we're talking all about sex and orgasms this tuesday so get ready because we're not going to be faking it this valentine's day and then on valentine's day i have a very special podcast series six episodes um ever that are dropping this friday called disaster daters with my friend katie thompson don't miss it all those links to my podcast
podcasts and to Deanna's podcast are in the description below. So don't miss them. All right. Until next time, I'm going to go tape some more stories of my neighbors. Okay, bye.